0: Hello friends, my name is Steve and we're here today to talk True Detective Season 1 Episode 6 and of course we're here with Chris and Mullen. And Chris, how are you doing today?
1: I am doing fine. I'm feeling a bit overdressed. I feel like I should go full rust mode, you know, with the uh, the long ponytail and the, you know, general looks <laughs> at the beer cans, the crushed up beer cans all around me, although he's, he's past that now, you know, he's, he's out of the detective uh, yeah, situation and, and freelancing.
0: He's kind of outgrown the, the beer can people, but yeah. maybe he'll come back to it. So what did you... Uh, so episode six, so last time you had lots of thoughts on Cole and yeah. kind of what he was up to and what the what's everything is pointed towards. So what did what did this episode change for you? Or did it change anything?
1: So it felt very much like they p- tried to paint Cole in a totally different light, which is interesting because the pe- person doing most of those, that painting is obviously Marty and Maggie, uh, and I actually say it's more so Maggie, um, than the Marty. Although both are still pretty defensive of Cole, which, given the events that happened in this episode, is sort of interesting.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. What you thought of? First of all, they're because they they hint around it, They're falling out mm-hmm. throughout the series, and they hint around about it now. And now they have uh, Maggie in the interrogation room um so what what was your what was your thoughts on that on the falling out
1: so i I think i predicted about episode two or episode three or what it was that that maggie is going to be the fallen out point it seemed that they'd set that up quite well regardless of everything else that was going on the case all the weird wonderful stuff was going on it was going to be centered around her and uh I sort of expected what happened happened, although they threw that kind of curveball with her going out to the bar by herself. I didn't actually see the link, you know, because they do jump around chronologically quite a lot this episode, you know, so you mm. don't know what sequence events are happening in all of that kind of stuff. So you're like, oh, is this present? Is this past? Is this recent past, or what's happening? And I suspect this will lot more and more as the uh, as the series comes to conclusion, is that you may feel. Oh, this is happening. then. the only real giveaway is the hairstyles. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I think hairstyle
0: is probably the biggest giveaway. Mm-hmm. Facial hair, maybe, but yeah. Um. So. So the the falling out, you you did call it
1: early on, that mm. I just I couldn't tell you that at the time. But yeah, it it seemed the most normal reason to fall out because they didn't fall out completely, and I suppose. In hindsight, I probably should actually let, let me away from Maggie because that kind of stuff will leave a stain, if you know what I mean. That's the kind of stuff like men don't really fall out. I, I think in life, I think it's a very unusual thing. I think it was myself and my dad talk about this all the time, like men don't have this constant need to be in each other's lives. I can see not see somebody for two or three years and then rock up and be like, yeah, it's good. You've been keeping well. You know, yeah. I've doing much. You know, there isn't that need to be constantly in each other's lives. Although, fallouts, when they happen, usually stick. It's <laughs> usually pretty hard lines. for yeah. That kind of stuff. So... Yeah, I I wonder... It actually does make me wonder about Marty's character, because there's a lot that happens, obviously, with Marty here. Um one of the main observations that I, had, I actually would turn at one stage. He does all right with himself with younger women,
0: yeah, um, and you you had mentioned something earlier during that episode when they're at the at the brothel or the mm. the as I called it. Commune. I think yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, you had mentioned something I think you were halfway kidding that um kind of like see you later, kind of thing,
1: yes, yeah. And Nilly Simmons came back, obviously, from, from Banshee, in a very similar role to Banshee, if you've, if you've seen Banshee. But it did make me wonder, because obviously there's, there's that scene where he assaults the two guys, viciously assaults the two guys who are with his daughter. And it's almost like he's beating himself up, because that is him. He is with these very young women that are, you know, way too young for him and not really this thing. But that he, because it was his daughter, he, he, he was blinded by the rage, but all, he, ultimately he's really beaten up himself. Hmm. In that way, because that's who he is as a character. And I thought, right.
0: Yeah. And I think it's interesting and to your point when he's done with that, because he, he's done a lot of, a lot of stuff hmm. when he's done with that, he goes out to his car and he, he throws up.
1: Yeah. Because of the interesting point. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, the, again, that kind of thing of Marty is a lot of things. to a lot of different people, but at the heart of the heart, I just think, I mean, Maggie puts it really well when she says like Russ knows who he was and I don't think Marty has ever really figured out who he was as a person, you know, he kind of wanted to fit and belong in a lot of camps. Mm-hmm. And I think I can recognize Marty and a lot of people that I either grew up with or grew up alongside of people that were one thing to fit in, but actually at the heart of the heart, there, were, there was something else. And, you know, they could never get away from the image that they project and their core values, et cetera, which I think ultimately is why Marty and Cole, but as severe a thing as you can do to break up with another man or you know that, that oh, yeah. thing to fall apart but ultimately sort of forgives it because he must have taken responsibility for that somewhere along the line himself to say you know this was probably a bit me like just an nc bit uh me in some way yeah
0: i don't i guess he must have right after a while it kind of come to terms with it that that's just to get you don't do that kind of thing though that's against the rules right i mean you don't but i've always felt like there's been something with maggie and rust there's been some kind of a little bit of chemistry there not that yeah. they've ever um it's never been overt but there's always been a little bit there like she's always you know kind of been at least curious about rust
1: yeah there's definitely they played up that there was enough chemistry that this that even maggie would see this as a viable thing you know, as a way, you know, she probably knew there was, if she pushed it hard enough and at the right time, this could, I mean, that's why she called it his house. That was very much the idea. There was no talking around it, there was no coming around it. This would hurt to a point. And I thought it was really interesting because there are two sex scenes within this episode. One is obviously with the girl from the commune, Lily Simmons' character. And that one's very. I was trying to compare the two. The one with Rust and Maggie is a lot more erotic in some way. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot more. You can see that sense there's a connection there, in, whereas the other one seems just very physical, you know, very much a kind of it's Wednesday, 11 o'clock kind of thing, you know. This is what I'm going to do. But you really felt the connection at the heat, which also led to the realisation, like so well acted and so well portrayed, of Rust when it finally happens, and he the self hate and the hate of himself that he couldn't, he knew what was happening and he couldn't control it obviously because of the drink or whatever it was. And he got very angry about it. And you think sympathize, sympathize with him because she did very much use him. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, she used him. To, and of all the things to get to get to be to be done with Marty, of all the things yeah. to do, that's the thing that would get rid of him. I mean, that's the thing that would. He wouldn't ever get over, I think she tells him something like that. Like, yeah, it's the one thing you can't get past.
1: But for and, me to be, and with this him. this comes back to the point of actually painting Rust in a different light, because obviously I've been setting him up and very strongly in the train of Rust's in the middle of this somewhere, and it's he it still might be, but actually, it's Maggie who's portrayed as the bad person because she projected her disappointment and hate with Marty and involved Rust in something that, you know, it was very unfair. Like. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. created a, a situation whereby I mean, if nothing else, Rust was pretty badly beaten up. I know Marty wasn't receiving the end of a fair bit of it as well. But there was a pretty physical encounter there between the two of them.
0: Yeah, I I kind of get the feeling that that Rust lets him get a few shots in. He, mm. he doesn't fight back as much as he could. He kind of lets him. Kind of feels like he deserves it. Like maybe it'll make him feel better.
1: Kind of well, it was that thing. He turned up for his fives, but I don't think he really did. He just needed, needed to face and get that kind of demon mm-hmm. put aside and uh just be done with it. Let, let, let's move on past this, or certainly he needed to move on past it in order to do whatever else that he needs to do. Or he feels Another he thing needs
0: to do. you had mentioned that the sex scene between Lily Simmons and um Marty, and in that room, there's lots of like almost like children's Things in it. It mm. looks like a little girl's room, which made it a little creepy. creepy. Yeah. So to your point earlier about when he beats up the two kids in the in the cell for being with his daughter, there's some parallels there with what he's doing. Like you said, what he's doing, and yeah. um, he, he's into younger women, and he doesn't think of it that way. It's interesting. It's
1: I kind of thought if you were one of the two young men in the cell, what would you have done? <laughs> you know, he gives them the choice. You can either get charged with statutory rape or come out and I'll beat the crap out of you. And I would let him charge me because that means dragging his daughter through it. I mean, a smart man would look at it that way and he says, you're not going to put your daughter through that. This is very much.
0: I don't know. Then I mean, you, yeah, yeah, I guess. I I might might take the beating. I might, I'd probably take the beating (laughs) and just be done with it and just take my beating. I imagine the beating you'll take in in prison after that that's, <laughs> that's right that's long term
1: see if the two of us had been there together steve you'd have talked me in it and then i said right okay good good point though. i would have taught you into <laughs> it
0: <laughs> just let him beat you up and let's get out of here you what
1: know, one's a risk you might get away with but the the if you don't get away with it the fall it's way worse than just taking the beating you're right yeah yeah uh, let's just
0: let's just take it and let's, take our fat lips and black eyes and get out of here just go yeah
1: yeah yeah <laughs> those those wounds will will heal. Yeah. Uh, whereas the other ones, there's a reputation you're never getting away from. There's some wounds he, yeah, don't don't heal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so all of that stuff was very much an aside to what's been going on, of course, you know, of, of mm-hmm. the fact that Russ' very much investigating this murder still because he knows it's an open border case. He's he's not convinced in any way, shape or form, that this is this is sorted. And uh, there's just some great interactions between Rust and basically everybody else in the town. You know, yeah. some of the lines that he says and, you know, the, you're suspending me. Like, uh, what are you talking about? This is complete and utter baloney. The fact that Tuttle is, as real as this is concerned, surely means there's something worth digging about and all of that kind of stuff. And you really do feel, a, like I say, a sense of despair with Rust's character and that, uh, what's the point?
0: hmm yeah, this, and when he visits the reverend, um, seeing the reverend from, I think it was episode two or three, seeing the mm-hmm. reverend then, very charismatic, very um, full of energy, and he's dedicated, and he's he's he believes, and he's, you know, say what you will about religion or whatever, but he's still he believer. He's committed to the faith, and he's, you know, he's trying to, in his mind, spread positivity and, yeah. you know, all that stuff, so... You go from there to where he is later as this broken person, and I think this series does a great job of showing the passage of time and how different you, how different people can be when you go into different stages of their lives. They can be one person, then you can see them again later, and they would be totally different.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely that phrase of "there but for the grace of God" kind of thing. Yeah. It's that it's that kind of of bit, but uh, that also. I would say our circumstances are determined by others. I think both in Russ's case, his relationship, you know, as soon as Marty didn't defend him and wasn't there to back him up and was left to be by himself, he was basically gotten rid of at that stage. And, you know, his his shield was gone. Same for the Reverend and the Tuttle. As soon as that protection was gone from him, he was devolving back down into this, well, guy that's just existing by drinking and just getting through and quite obviously... I, I don't know if bitter is the right word because I think he justifies it in that he's seen the light really in so far mm-hmm. as what was really going on uh, and of course Tuttle Pitt paints it in another way oh you know he, the reason we had to do it was because of you know embezzlement or whatever whatever it was and uh, those two stories yeah. don't even slightly align yeah he,
0: he goes yeah you're right about him it's almost like he dedicated his life to something that was wasn't real
1: yeah you know, like what do you, much... where do you go from there yeah, it was very much, uh, I think he realized that in some ways the whole thing was an embezzlement scheme that he was very much central and part of, although it was, you know, it was very much, he was being used as a front for everything else that was going on. So, yeah, I, th- I thought his character and his characterization was really interesting because obviously when he first gets asked about it, he gives the party line. Yeah. And just pushes him on and says, no, come on, we both know this isn't. this isn't actually what happened. You've got to tell me what was going on in those schools. What was going on, in, in that area? Why? Why? Why not? And actually, for all of the preaching and all of the the real good core religious aspect was when he came in and tell the truth, told the truth, or to help, you know, push this case forward. If this is even a case at the moment, I
0: don't know. Is it? I don't. Know. What do you think?
1: Well, I mean, it's an ongoing investigation by 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 Rust, obviously, and he's obviously the, the end of the episode sets up that he wants to bring Marty in on it and say, "Look, a lot of waters on the went under the bridge here. We need to sort this shit out because there's still missing bodies, there's still missing girls, there's still this has been going on for far too long, and you're better than this. Like you're mm-hmm. better than the the party line, which is like don't look too closely, all of that stuff that's going on. So I think that's what it, what sets up. Although I thought. The real interesting part at the end of the episode obviously was the broken tail light.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this tail light's still broken after all that time.
1: <laughs> and after the fight, I was like, oh, still the I was like, when did he break the tail light? And then obviously it, it clicked. Oh, right. It was obviously from when Marty fell into it. Um and I never fixed it. And I was like, that's really interesting. Cause they linger so long on it, that's very mm. much uh, a thing of I know sir, I I'll follow you kind of thing, and then they, they go ahead and move. in in that way so loads of really interesting revelations but like I say very tonally different in how it sets up the characters in this and who they are and where they fit into the puzzle
0: yeah and I think it's interesting seeing the story up until the the shootout if you will and then what happens after kind of like the fallout and how, how everyone's path changes after
1: that how much it it affects their their journey, their character. Yeah, and how, how much it breaks, how it breaks the relationship. You know, a, a small lie here can mean a, a chain of events that break down to, a, you know, a lack of respect between them or something. It just it creates a little chink or a little division between them uh, mm-hmm. the point that it eventually just breaks down and blows up or whatever. Um,
0: what were your thoughts on, the, on all three of them not... Divulging what, what the fallout was about, even after all these years, they all
1: kept a secret. Yeah, it's one of those things that you kind of go, oh, Why is it that big a deal? Uh, that they, the, especially from Marty's point of view, okay, if he admits it and he has to admit there's an, his own infidelity and stuff, Maggie doesn't admit it because she's obviously not proud of, of the situation that she basically created. And maybe Russ doesn't care enough, you know, and you know, he just seems to be consumed by the case or mm. finding out what's happening in the case. So he has his own reason. But the fact that they all still have a party line of all the savannah is kind of strange because it's sort of not that big a deal.
0: Yeah, I guess after time it kind of fades, but I, I think they all keep it because they haven't talked probably in so long and mm. they never had it, they've never really had a closure on it. So they just kind of feel like, I'll just not talk but, about it. Maybe I don't know.
1: The other possibility is, of course, that Rust and Maggie are, the, you know, it seems very clear that Maggie and Marty are very much separate paths in life at this stage, but it doesn't disavow the fact that Maggie and Rust could have kept in touch. And in some ways, she does say like Rust was always seemed to her like a good man. You know, he was, yeah. he was good sense of righteousness. I, think I, I wrote something down, but yeah, he, he knew he was, he knew what the right, what was right, what was wrong. And uh, whereas Marty kind of maybe not quite so sure, had good ideas, but couldn't follow through with any of them. Um, well,
0: he follows through with some
1: ideas. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly does. But yeah. it's funny how, you know, even before all that happened, their relationship it started to break down a little bit before that. It wasn't just all Maggie. They started biting yeah. at each other. You know, Marty started having to go at him about his relationship breaking down. And it hasn't been the same since that happened because he couldn't do and whatever. And so there were chinks in the armor there. And the, even that bit about uh about the relationship in the cold pretty much points out to him that I made you, you know. Let's, let's let's not be let's not be shy about this. You are who you are and you have your reputation because I give you it, you know. And it was like that wouldn't that wouldn't jibe very or sit very well with somebody of like Marty's standing or ego at all. He, he, he- would no is he wrong I think it's a little unfair I think it's a little unfair I think I think I come back to the idea that Marty's still a good cop he's from the area and I think when you're from the area and, and the place where you're growing up and you kind of become a bit oblivious to mm-hmm. its nature and the things that that happen you know He's obviously one who Totlick was for a very long time, you know, and the things that were going on there, you would be you wouldn't see. You can't see exactly what's in front of your face. But like I was talking about many weeks ago with the abandoned buildings, you know, it's only when you really look at the place they are in the locale. So Cole from Company outside is a very different type of detective. He's very analytical. He's very much the classic smart detective from TV series, you know, the the Columbo-esque, yeah. if you, if you if you want to think of it that way. And so we as a an audience sympathize with, or, well, sympathize is wrong word, but we see his qualities as a detective quite clearly. Whereas Marty's kind of like this dumb fool who screws around and drinks, and you know, he's a bit foul mouthed and a bit Jack the Lad. But I think at the heart of it, he's still he's still a good detective. He's he's still somebody that Cole's is going to need to solve this case. I think by the end of it.
0: Yeah, I think they themselves they, 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 they almost need each other, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What one needs the other one to do the bits that they won't, or to see mm. the things that they won't, and you know I think that's that's where a lot of the interest for the last two episodes come together. Do we really get a proper body cop movie or TV series where the two of them do bounce off each other? Except there's a million spin, spinning plates at this stage. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh. The the scene then with Tuttle obviously when he does go to prison <laughs> straight after being told don't be messing around and be doing representing yourself or you know doing all that kind of stuff and he goes straight for the the juggler. Uh, mm-hmm. I hadn't actually realised that Billy Billy Lee Tuttle was William Tuttle, like William and Bill. Totally caught me out that they were the same character from previous weeks, and I was like, oh, I thought they were brothers. Uh, oh, yeah. They're obviously <laughs> the, the the same person, William and Bill, uh, and again a, a more shady character you couldn't. You couldn't you couldn't have met. Um and obviously, you know, the situation happens with those schools, with those kids that were done. Actually, the nature of those schools I thought was quite important because I kind of thought they were still part of state schools, but nearly like state sponsored schools, but they weren't, they were seen as alternative education mm-hmm. uh for kids from poor values to come out of state schools and into the nearly privately funded schools, but funded by the church. Yeah. And I thought that was quite an interesting revelation i don't know if we knew that before that point it was just that there were these schools at that point
0: yeah i don't think they've been too specific they only is called them
1: schools yeah. yeah so that revelation made that it sat outside the jurisdiction of the police and all of that kind of stuff it was very much a closed system that they had and the people you know for enough money for enough outcomes we would be prepared to turn a blind eye you know you could buy people off or you could do whatever because the whole premise was that they were coming out of state sponsored schools mm-hmm. to this kind of private thing where there was obviously supposed to be other benefits from and uh, they either didn't get them or something else happened cuz a lot of kids <laughs> go missing like God damn.
0: yeah, yeah the other one the it's a it's a short scene but it, I think it's pretty powerful when he visits the dad of one of the missing kids and mm.
1: that is just had it. Yeah, he just doesn't want, want to know. And I think there obviously were good people that were left in no the way. I said it Because you obviously had the one from very early on in the series as well. The uh, I can't remember her name. But his, another dad, but sort of both kind of very distant, you know, living very solitary lives it seemed to be the two fathers mm-hmm. uh, that were caught up there. So they didn't they obviously didn't benefit from it in any way, you know, from the kids being missing. But the fact that he was wasn't he told that his kid was probably savaged by wild animals or something like that, and the body yeah. wouldn't be worth being found or something like that, and he kind of went, mm, "Doesn't seem." But the fact that he was told that means that the state police were sort of in and around on it, uh, and either weren't prepared to investigate or too knew what had happened and were just turning a blind eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people know more than what they're what they're letting on. Yeah, it just felt really helpless to people. Yeah. Indeed, so I should say one of the other things I noticed about the fight. So when he says cold's outside, Marty goes to go out, stops, goes back, takes his gun and his belt off, <laughs> and then goes back out again. Another sign that Marty's much more self aware and not just the complete another hothead that he sometimes appears to be. Mm. Um, he's very considerate. he, he knew he wanted to, to take it out physically, but it seems to didn't really want to either hurt him or cause or do something long standing.
0: Didn't tr- didn't, he knew he couldn't be. I, I wasn't sure if he couldn't trust himself or if he mm. was afraid of what might happen.
1: If maybe Russ got a hold of his gun or. Yeah. I th- but I think either way, he had the presence of mind to go. Nope. So, mm. I'm just about to lose the plot, plot here. A bit like with the two kids in the cell with the putting on the gloves. He brought the gloves to prepare. <laughs> so that there'd been no marks on his hands, you know we, extreme acts of violence were common, but he planned both situations out very calmly and um in a very organized manner. Hmm.
0: If only he was organized with his uh <laughs> with his infidelity, you know his...
1: uh, like like I say, he wasn't doing too bad for himself yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. I think it's interesting that she, cause I wonder if she's attracted to him because of what happened earlier. If it's because of her interaction with him earlier and because he was in the newspapers, mm. cause she mentions to him like, you're a big hero now and they, you know, it's a big deal. And so I wonder how much of that is him and how much of that is just maybe things that she's been through before. She's drawn to him for some reason.
1: Well, I mean, he is very much a guardian figure, which he hasn't had mm-hmm. before. I think it has been pointed out quite clear. A lot of those women that those coming have been abandoned specifically by men or used specifically by men for nefarious mm-hmm. means. Whereas like even a very broad level, she got given money by him and he was a person of authority and he didn't want anything back from her. Certainly at the time, anyway, he just, uh, even though we as the audience, like, I'm going go, how utterly pathetic was that was that given of the money i've heard you know a savior from yourself there's twenty dollars um (laughs) you know what a hero um but her attraction to him i don't know at a certain point like she was working in not, not a terrible job or anything you know she had a she had a job that she was holding down i would suspect that a have some sort of friends or something at that stage, but again, she seemed quite solitary by herself and didn't really seem to bother. Which seems to be given the amount of young women that have went missing in that town, maybe there just aren't very many other young women left.
0: Maybe you know, yeah. that
1: are around it is quite definitely a definite possibility. So hmm.
0: maybe she feels like an outcast just because of where she's come from and
1: what she's been through. So yeah, but uh, very. Like that—that that whole interaction between her and him, her coming back around, I thought was was extremely interesting as as a character. To kind of it nearly made it too easy for him, because again, Marty's one fault is that his ego can be massaged. You know, yeah. if somebody does look up to him and go, "You're amazing," and then he goes, "Yes, I am. Thank you very much." You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't think anybody noticed anymore, but yes, you, you're onto something there. Yeah. Yeah, he oh. he loves his uh, ego strokes, for sure. He he definitely does. Um, I there was a line. Oh, yes, it was the line that Maggie said about Marty that she liked him better when before he started giving up the drink. So when they, he gave up the drink and kind of found God for a while, and they got back together, she didn't like him very much at that stage. It was a bit boring and a bit a bit less interesting. He was funnier back when he was drinking, and you know. <laughs> I thought it was okay. This was is, this is a complicated relationship you have here. Lots of history. Yeah. Um, the other really interesting scene then, obviously, was the girl that he got the confession out of who was killing her kids. Oh. Yeah. That was rough. Yeah. That whole Sid's thing. Um, that was... Well, that would leave a stain. You know, especially if you look back at that poor young girl and the kind of trauma she goes through and everything else that's happened at that time. It's uh, it's very tough and very well acted. I actually looked up to see that actress's name and I couldn't find, it, find her to see if she hmm. was in anything else. Um, she wasn't certainly highlighted. Enough, I've, seen her be- I've seen her before. I, could I don't know her name, but let us see if I can find it. But there is that darkness that, that comes at the end where, you know, he basically tells her to go kill herself like that but was yeah okay it's like a, there was a calmness about it and the coolness about it that was very much right i'm just gonna get my coat here and go and uh, you know that's why it was so well acted because the disbelief of the trauma that she was going through and abandoned to then be told oh this person didn't have my best interest at heart at all it wasn't <laughs> yeah. a thing sure
0: yeah, that was that was rough yeah and the other uh the other girl that she talks that he that uh Russ talks to in the hospital mm. what'd you think about that one
1: so again that was I think I talked about that the previous weeks that we had these two kids there had to be something else involved there uh, between obviously the young boys there but she was left it's a strange scene, because mm. it kind of leads to the fact that we oh, can't go back there again but Obviously, that scene is in there for a reason. You know, narratively, I don't think it was obvious that he would go back and visit her, especially in such a like well, a drugged comatose state or something like that. He didn't get anything out of it other than she howled and wheeled. The only thing narratively that happened is, is he ends up getting... Re- it's his first reprimand in work for going to do it. I thought that was a bit weak. Hmm. I was just doing his job just because it ended in a squealing match or otherwise. You know, he walked away fairly quickly. You know there was no major issue but it doesn't really do anything else it, it feels incomplete hmm. insofar as that that girl maybe we're another five ten years later after that event or what is the 2002 what was 10, 10 years or something afterwards yeah. um maybe when he goes back to see her again now she isn't a much uh you know in the next two episodes revisit that again she's in a different state to answer those questions and maybe not as traumatized or or otherwise but we shall see about that. One of the yeah. great mysteries.
0: Yeah, what a—I mean, just imagine going through something like that and then having to live with it at such a young
1: age. I, you know, maybe it is one of those things where maybe that leads on to the fact the conversation with the yeah, that was afterwards where he does tell the girl at the same stage, "You may as well kill yourself because." These, this kind of trauma you don't come back from i've yeah. seen it with my own my own eyes this kind of stuff that's just not something you can ever live with even when he probably thinks about himself and his relationship with his own daughter who died it scarred him very badly um over that period and that he lost a wife and a relationship over it mm-hmm. at the time so hmm. i'm trying to think what, what else do you have on your uh, on your notes so what else do I have? Uh, I have a lot of, I have a lot of the interactions between you know the, the interaction between Maggie and Marty when she tells him she's sitting waiting very carefully him and it's not enough to just tell him, she has to say it in such a way that it really hurts his, his masculinity. Oh yeah. Um, that she hadn't had sex like that since before the kids, and all of that kind of stuff is like yeah. very much just to hurt him, and exactly the bits that she knows will hurt Marty. You know, the emotional connection is one thing, but actually, you know, the, that his manliness or his masculinity was called the question is something that uh that, that would hurt him quite a lot, but uh, yeah,
0: yeah she knows exactly what to say to she does. To get him, and all that is just to make him go away.
1: Extreme. Yeah. But but effective, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was extreme. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, it worked, but it's pretty brutal. I mean.
1: It is, but it doesn't show her character in a very good light either, you know. It's, it's very much... Everybody's a bit fucked up in that place <laughs> in some way, whether it's because of what's happening or just the general area and region. Um,
0: yeah, I kind of took it as Maggie is just she's been through so much and she's put up with so much for so many years and she's taken him back, and she, he keeps doing the same, and she's just like had it, and she's yeah. just you know, and they and they just stop, done, stop, yeah,
1: yeah. And yeah. She
0: just wanted to be done with him, and will do anything she has to just to be done. Just to make him go away, because he won't try and reconcile anymore. He can never; it'll never be the same. No,
1: it won't. Uh, but which I thought, you know, obviously, very cleverly written and very cleverly played out, because there is a finality. There is a an end to that relationship, especially when it's kind of intimated that his relationship with his two daughters is already gone and broken anyway, even before the assault. You know, it, it's very much he's, he's the outsider, even how he treats them when they're watching TV and all of that kind of stuff. It's he's not daddy hero. No the kids used to run out to and, daddy, as yeah. he's, gone. Uh, he's not that man anymore. And he's back drinking and all of that kind of stuff. So crazy, uh, yeah. yeah, great though, yeah, indeed. So, I, uh, you know, the only other things that I have are around, um. For things outside the show. So things mm. that I didn't know, you probably did know, but uh, Matthew McConaughey was offered the role of Marty initially and he turned it down. Really? Yeah, so I don't even know how it came up on YouTube feed, but it was an interview with McConaughey and he says, no, he was offered the role of Marty and he went back and read the part of Russ and went, went back to his agent and says, look, I don't want to do Marty, but it really, you've got to get me this part of Russ. There's much more interesting for me um, to talk about. And the fact, obviously, Harrelson and, and McConaughey are very good friends. But uh, they were asked about you know the relationship on set, and Rudy Harrelson says I don't know I, I never I never met Matthew McConaughey on on set of um, oh. True Detective because he was always in character you know he's oh, Matthew, very yeah. much yeah it was method the whole way through so he says I have no idea what Matthew McConaughey was like on uh, True Detective because yeah that, that wasn't him but they've just been cast in a new Apple TV show that's come out. yeah comedy right comedy yeah that seems very I mean. I can't remember. I remember just looking at the set and going, "Okay." I mean, if that's a comedy, I'm I'm not really sure. But that's interesting that they get put together, especially because they do seem to be such good friends.
0: Yeah, I wonder if it's going to work. I, I think certain things you they come and go, and you leave them alone. Mm-hmm. You just, you know, there's, I
1: don't know. You trying to say Lethal Weapon three and four shouldn't have been made? I don't know. That's uh, so no, they should. They should have just <laughs> stopped. Yeah. Leave, leave, leave it it long long yeah okay i can accept that one yeah it's, it's been fine. a while i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah interesting setup because it does and i i i'm sure i'm totally wrong in this it now feels very conventional detective show at this stage and that the, the two episodes left mm-hmm. uh it'll ramp up the the case a lot of the inside drama seems to have been resolved a little bit and that we are then on the hunt to to find the, the real perpetrators of what really is going on in, in this part of the world but that's two hours to fill what is uh
0: what do you what do you expect what are your expectations what are you thinking what are so i think
1: things? like i say i think The guy needs to get back together to solve it. I think, you know, obviously Marty has access to resources that that Russ doesn't. He's from the outside looking in. He's been working this for many years. But obviously, Russ is fed up playing the games with the detectives. That's the bit that I still think is quite interesting. So the two detectives that have been investigating the investigation, in story that I just outlined, they don't fit into that. But they obviously, it feels like their story is only starting. if that Mm. that makes sense. They've been doing the interviewing, but they obviously have their own angle and their own ideas, and they are very much looking at Rust. Uh, From the outset, they are unconvinced by where he's been, what he's been doing, the things that they even found out, whether they were even properly investigated. Um, And even the fact that they brought Maggie in suggests that they wanted a bit more insight into what happened there. They have their own suspicions about about what's going to happen. So you're going to have these, like, Three investigations going on, then so the Rust Marty investigation, I expect, then the main detective investigation, and then the obfuscation <laughs> of that, the total, etc., is going to want to do, you know, as they get closer. You know, if he's still he's the governor or still maybe, I don't know, um, whether, you know, what happens there, and then the role of everything else. Oh, there was one other scene just before Maggie came in, you know, Rust had the antlers and stuff, etc., on the table and was shining mm-hmm. the light through i'm trying to project in the wall i suppose i was looking at why is he doing what he's doing what what's he trying to see as he goes through that was the, that was the one other scene that i went um <laughs> this shows pretty good about laying little breadcrumbs there to kind of say this is what he's investigating we're not going to discuss this bit but this is kind of his thought process to kind of say okay this this may be something in future
0: yeah, either either he something's there or he's just neurotic.
1: Yeah. Well I, and he was drinking. They give they plant that idea that maybe it's nothing. You know, oh. this this could be something, this could not be something, but I don't have any good read on that at all yet. But it's gonna be very difficult to watch the next episode and stop, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. Uh and more Jameson. Oh, yes, right enough. There was the Jameson. I think I got to, to do the last episode with some Jameson.
0: I I think I would have to. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I think it would be only fitting. I think or it would maybe, be. Yeah. Or maybe I do most of the bottle before we start recording and then finish the bottle as as we finish and then we'll see. I'll be really in full rushed state of mind.
0: Well, you would need some empty beer cans, That's right. uh, a knife, a ponytail. Uh, some old, some old clothes you've been wearing for a couple of days.
1: <laughs> I can do that. Uh, that's fine.
0: <laughs> and uh, what else? Cigarettes. You need to be smoking.
1: Yeah.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Then you could probably. Yeah,
1: yeah and a cross for above my head or something. Like a that.
0: little yeah. tiny yeah. mirror like this right. big.
1: Yeah. 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 Lots of things we could do to get in character. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, you'd, you'd have to pull off Marty though.
0: I'll wear a button-up shirt and I'll but shave my head. And I'll leave a couple of hairs poking out of here. <laughs> And, and he
1: drinks bottles of beer. Just that's all. That's all he drinks. I can handle that. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Make it happen. So, very interesting stuff. Like very, much, very enjoyable uh, to watch and guess and do all of those things because it is so multi-layered. I think. Yeah. Um, there's a lot going on. A lot that could be going on. Enough red herrings. Enough <laughs> enough layers that we can go down and chase. But it is interesting to see in the amount of characters that they're bringing back that you knew you were. Actors too prominent to not come back. Yeah. You know, famous, which leads me to the one that hasn't reappeared is Clark Peters from The Wire, Lester Freeman. Oh, He's yeah. In episode one has not reappeared to me is way too famous an actor just to use for one scene in one episode. He's connected to the church. He's coming back somewhere along the line we'll see we shall see indeed There's, there could be a really great red herring These use my <laughs> use my way of watching tv series against me it occasionally happens and i've actually heard some tv producers talk about it and directors talk about it, that they purposely insert a sort of semi-famous actor into a role as a red herring because a lot of people have worked out that a certain level of actors cast on a show they have to have prominence Hmm. And so they did it on purpose just to kind of throw you off. So this could be one of these cases, or could not. So we sh- we shall see. Maybe. Maybe I so. don't have anything else to go on other than the fact that I recognize Clark Peters. That's it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you? You said it would be hard to to not finish. Did you want to do the last two episodes together next week?
1: Oh, well, we can do one at a time. It's kind of yeah. it's kind of fun because if they do tease, uh, some something at the end of the next episode, then the speculation is. Is 90% of the film, anyway. It's true. Very true. Yeah.
0: Well, cool. Anything else you have any uh notes you want to mention?
1: No, I have went through everything that I had noted, even though I basically just <laughs> I feel like I write down the script. By this stage, I'm writing down the script. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My typing speeds got up to a point where I'm like, all right, okay, we're getting <laughs> we're getting to a decent point. They keep on getting longer and longer. I've looked back at my episode one notes. They're considerably shorter than the episode six notes, but I suppose that's the idea as you learn more about the experience and uh about what's going on. You know, you're going to yeah, have more to say.
0: More, more to call back to and more to
1: reference. And Yeah. You know. Which would make it interesting, I suppose, from your point of view. I would say your episode one notes are like way more detailed, knowing yeah. what to look out for.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. There was a couple... Like this episode, I liked it. There's not like a ton though. Mm. There's 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 things to to dissect, but there's not like a
1: long list. Um, this so. one's just got like three or four main scenes, but a lot of it is taken up by the break the the Rust Maggie Marty relationship. And I yeah. think actually, in some ways, that's really nicely scripted because a lot of the stuff was very heavy and very serious and i think it's nice before i roll in towards the end here that we get another mini story to to concentrate on and kind of that is still like enjoyable seems the wrong word given the events that happen but yeah it, it feels interesting to watch and see it play out yeah
0: yeah definitely yeah it you're right It, it they do mix it up with the personal drama all yeah. the other heavy stuff makes sense yeah yeah So cool, two more to go, two more weeks.
1: Two more to go. I am excited, I have to say, Uh, especially now that some other shows have finished, the last of us finished, Mm -hmm. and I got to the end of that, and then, so I don't don't have an episode of that to do every week, I can just kind of, maybe start something new, or I don't know, I'll have to say.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of fun going episode by episode and just kind of going slow
1: and not binging. Yeah, well, I, I rarely binge anything anymore. At to stop that a few years ago, I most I have it actually frustrates the hell of my wife now, and then I will not do more than one episode a night of something. Like I'll, I'll do an episode one a night of something that's an ongoing series, but more than one episode, uh, no. It's mm. more fun one episode at a time to kind of think and evolve and have it sitting in y'all all day. Uh, mm. And I actually, I think in some cases my wife does enjoy it because she's like. Something's really tense one week. She's like, I I cannot think about anything else all day, other than the episode, this this episode, and how disturbing it was, or how much it's affecting me, or how much I'm worried about the characters and all that kind of stuff. And I don't think you get that if you just binge. No, um, you don't. You don't. So I, I enjoy that part of it for sure. Nice. Yes. Awesome.
0: This is definitely one to take slowly, too. Yes, it
1: is. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, my wife was going to catch up with me for the last couple of episodes, and I went, but then you're going to do like, six episodes at once and I think you're going to you're not going to get you're not going to get the real true flavor I think of uh, because part of this is the world that is in etc so she watch the three hangover movies today instead in a row <laughs> oh,
0: oh, my, wow
1: my god How are you as a human being now <laughs>
0: Oh, it's a, good, it's a good laugh, at least. Right? It
1: is, indeed. You know, she, she laughed. I mean, there's worse things you could do. Indeed. Oh, yeah.
0: A lot worse things it's you could do. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Good
1: use of the first day of midterm. Nice. Nice.
0: So uh, so next week, we'll be, we'll be on your channel, Talking Episode yes. 7, almost there. Indeed. So everybody can come by and, and uh, catch us there. But, Chris, in the meantime, if someone wants to get in touch with you, where's the best place to find you?
1: So you can find me on my YouTube channel just at my name, uh, or you can find me on Twitter at 7 o'clock shadow or on the page June forums where we have more reads getting started and yeah. sure. the, the, there was a lull and now there's not much of a lull anymore
0: yeah I think it's we're, I think we're stretching things out though yeah, so it's that, that, a little easier things. to manage yeah. yeah, it's good stuff so cool well until next week we will see everyone soon we'll be talking episode 7 and hope you join us next week on Chris's channel talk to everyone soon.
1: Take care.